I think a lot of people kind of trick themselves into thinking that if they just have a little bit more money or their hair is just a little bit longer, then everything is going to be better and they'll be satisfied. You're listening to XP Hunter. Hey, Hunters, what's up? Thanks for dropping by the guild once again. I missed you guys. I can't wait to hear about all your accolades. That's right. Show me those gold trophies. Tell me all about that good time you've been having. Uh, update on the cosplay. So uh, PAX East is coming up. I was only able to get a Sunday ticket because they went really fast. And apparently they're having issues with like scalping. Like people buy lots of tickets and they sell them for more to other people. Actually, the 3D pack is still there, but mm, it's a little bit expensive. And the Friday and Saturday were like gone. It was crazy how fast they were gone. So I'm going on Sunday, um, but I'm working on my cosplay because, you know, con season. If you didn't hear, I think it's the first episode, uh, I'm going to be going to PAX East. I'm going to be going to Comics in Color in April. I'm going to be going to Comic-Con Boston Fan Expo in August. And then probably Super Mega Fest, which is in Framingham, uh, closer to the end of, end of the year. And I'm sure there's going to be probably a bunch of other things I go to. Probably not in cosplay, but, you know, the Game Makers Guild um, here in Boston and everything like that in between times. So the Red Lantern cosplay, I just finished the mock-up. I didn't really finish it. I, I did the mock-up and it looks really good. I did it in polyester, so it kind of, it looks okay, but I'm going to do the finished version in leather, this cool vegan leather that I bought. It's super, super sexy. So it's going to be great. I actually, right now I have, oh, I'll repost it actually for you guys. Uh, I'm trying to decide what I want my other cosplay to be. So right now it's like, I have a Sephiroth versus Cloud. So if you have an opinion on whether I should try cosplay as Sephiroth or Cloud, you can send me an email at xbhunterlee at gmail.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, you can, if you want to see uh, me putting together my Red Lantern cosplay, you can check it out on the YouTube. Just search xbhunterlee and you'll find me. Uh, we also have a Discord server now. So, you know, if you have a comment on the Let's Play, if I mixed um, a secret Easter egg or whatever, you can join the Discord server, XP Hunters Guild. Uh, if you need the the invite link, because sometimes it's hard to find searching, uh, I can always send it to you. Just send me an email if you'd like. So getting back to it. Today we're going to be talking about anime. It's like near and dear to my heart. I've been watching it since I was like 11 years old. You know, you have your Sailor Moon, you have your Mega Man, um, all that stuff. And today I'm going to just talk about like the reasons why like some animes draw me so when I was younger I was really into anime like I loved my Dragon Ball Z and I mean there's a whole like list of animes that I've watched um Get Backers, Excel, Fooly Cooly there's so many right and and one of the tropes that used to just drive me crazy was like they were you know there are sections right there's always uh divisions right so you have like mech mecca which is like your gundam wings and um stuff like that and after a while i just kind of felt like i was like oh these are all the same like there are just tropes that exist in any um archetype any story uh uh i guess you'll say story archetype like there's always you know a hero's call to action blah 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 right um but for me i just kind of got bogged down and so i hadn't been watching anime for a long time and one of our former companions, Al Bial, was like, well, you should check out One Punch Man. And I was like, 
what's that about? And he was like, it's about a guy who's like the strongest person on earth. And like, it only takes one hit for him to kill someone, for him to win. I shouldn't say kill. And I was like, why do I want to watch Superman, Asian Superman? Basically, I was like, why do I want to watch that? And it just so happens that Netflix got it. So I started watching One Punch Man and I fell in love with it. Right. And I did not expect to. Um, along the same lines, Albiel, again, was the one who suggested to me to watch Overlord, which Overlord, surprisingly, you know, hearkening back to a previous episode on the, the cast, that uh, Overlord is based on what they call a light novel. Right. So it's like a it's like an online novel that someone posts every once in a while. Uh, and we had last episode, we talked about adapting vis- uh, written media into visual media. And I've read the light novel. And while I do think the light novel is a little bit better in some parts, I think that the anime actually keeps up with it very, very well. But Overlord, I love just as much as One Punch Man, or I love it for the same reasons I love One Punch Man. Um, so the the story with One Punch Man is that uh, the main character, Saitama, was just a normal salary guy. Actually, he was unemployed at the beginning of the series. And... He, you know, he had dead eyes because he was like, this is not what I want. I, you know, he didn't want to have a, be an office worker. And so one day, because for whatever reasons, there are always monsters attacking the city or the cities around his city. And he realizes that he wants to be the strongest martial artist ever. That's what he wants. And he gets into a fight with this creature and he gets his, you know, he gets torn apart. right? <laughs> but then he goes on to train and then he achieves that goal right? That's the premise. He becomes the strongest martial artist. He becomes one punch man. It takes one punch for him to win a fight. And along the lines of the story arc of Overlord, the main character, um, he later goes by Lord Ainz, but Momugen, uh, he is a gamer like you and me, Hanser. He's out here playing his MMO um, massively multiplayer online game. Uh, and he's in a clan with his, his guild and his guild is pretty successful uh, they have this really big guild hall and they have all these rare items that they build and they have all these, you know, NPCs that do things in their guild hall for them and stuff like that. And so the game is being discontinued. So the server that runs the game is being, you know, cut like that. They're going to wipe all the data from that game and use it for something else. So they, he's there in the last couple of hours. He's like, I'm going to stay online until the game goes out. And a lot of his friends don't show up. One other person from his clan shows up and leaves before the game is, is discontinued. So he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and style. And, you know, he goes and he sits on the throne uh, and he goes and sits down and then the time clicks over and then he nothing happens. He's like, but I'm still in the game. And this is along the lines of uh, a sword art online. So this is like a, a digital uh, interface with your brain. So he's physically in the game. Well, physically, he's mentally being projected into the game. Um, and so he's like, nothing happened. Like, why is the game not? Why didn't everything go black? Da, da, da. So long story short, he's stuck in the game like he is in the game and he's a very high level character. And so now he is literally the strongest being in the game universe. The NPCs now have some sentience. They can talk. They can do actions that they complex actions they couldn't do while the game was running. And so now he is the strongest character. He is God in this game. And so if you don't already get the premise, the the connection between the two, it's like exceptional dissatisfaction. And I guess that's more along the lines with uh, Saitama than with um, Lord Ainz. But for me, for me personally, what really like (laughs) tickles me about it is for me, 
what makes things funny or what makes it horrifying is the parallels with real life. And so with Saitama in the first very first episode, uh, when it starts, like you don't even really like see what you first see is there's, you know, a big giant dude trudging through the city. He's humongous. One footstep is like destroying tens of city blocks. Right. And Saitama's at the supermarket and he goes to buy some food and the person's like, oh, it's, you know, it's 450 or like 453. And he's like, OK, and he gives them dollar, but he's like, wait, I have correct change. And like literally that had me rolling. And I know that sounds so stupid. Right. But the thing is, like the kind of person who's like, oh, no, I have three pennies. Hold on. <laughs> you know, the type of person who does that is it's hilarious. And because I already know he's the main character, I'm like when it, it has a lot to do with the characterization of superheroes, um, in today's world right because you know we have batman we have superman we have wonder woman and while they all are different character uh, personality types the simple fact of the matter is they all kind of had this steadfastness right they're like haha i shall do what is right and stand up for what is good in the world haha right saitama's not like that saitama is you and me saitama's just like <sighs> you know it's like telling yourself like i want to lose weight and then you go and lose weight and you're like i lost weight you know, it's just not a big thing. And so Saitama's whole goal in life had been to become the strongest. And now he's the strongest. And he is just so dissatisfied. He's just overall dissatisfied, right? Because now all he can do, now that he's achieved that goal, what else is there for him, right? And all he can do is chase a fight that will give him a run for his money, right? Like, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for a fight that's going to last more than one punch. And it just, it never happens, and the thing about it is, like, he's not like, haha, I'm the strongest. Like, all you guys are punks. And, you know, there's a whole, he becomes, he makes a friend, <laughs> right? And then he tries to do, join the hero society. And with heroes, they do a lot of the same things as, um, um, I guess you would say Superman or Batman, right? Like, after they beat the bad guy, they kind of hang around for a little bit. And they're kind of like, oh, posing, you know, cape flapping in the wind. And so the, the superheroes in uh, Side Thomas universe also do the same thing, right? You have to build good PR because the company that runs the superhero organization pays them to be superheroes, right? So it comes in tears. And so for him, he's not really the kind of person to gloat and be like, you know, flip his cape back and be like, I am one punch man. Ha ha ha. He's not, it's not his personality. He wants to be a hero to help people, but he also wants people to, he just wants someone to acknowledge like what he's doing. He doesn't really want fans. He just wants someone to be like, oh yeah, thanks man. Good job. Fist bump. And so, even being a superhero is dissatisfying for him. And I love that notion because the the um, romanticization of even Batman or Superman, even though Batman's so gritty, right? Like he's dark. Like some writers make Batman so dark. The some fact of the matter is that he gets something out of it. You know, like at the end of the day, whether he won the fight, lost the fight, you know, one of the Robins is killed. The thing is, is that there's some part of him that's satisfied. Like I did what I had to do as Batman to protect Gotham but Saitama doesn't even have that he just has like I have this goal I, I want it to be the strongest I'm the strongest now and no one can stop me and you know damn <laughs> what do I do you know and he's hilarious oh Saitama is just so funny and it it's really just situational things it's like he goes to fight um spoiler if you've never seen it but I mean by now you should have seen it if you'd like to you could probably still find it on Netflix if you'd like it's definitely still on Hulu um in places like that probably Crunchyroll too actually um but 
he goes to fight this big giant monster that like went on a rampage for a whole week and you know he's like i'm gonna like smash you into little bits and in the course of fighting him the monster says that like i went on a rampage i'm gonna last time i was awake i went on a rampage and i'm gonna go on a rampage again and it's not gonna end until saturday and saitama's in the middle of fighting him and he just freezes and he's like what and he just starts to freak out and the guy's like ha 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 now you're afraid yeah and then um his sidekick is kind of like oh like what's wrong like are you okay he's like oh my god genosis like if he's gonna go on a rampage for a whole week and it's not gonna end until saturday that means that today is saturday and that means i'm gonna miss the sale at the supermarket ah god that had me rolling and i mean to be real like when i was in college and i was super poor uh, yo, I treasured sales at the at the supermarket, right? You know that buy two, buy one get two free on the the boneless chicken breast. Oh yes, I was there all the time, and so I felt Saitama's pain. But the fact that Saitama felt Saitama's pain, he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss the sale at the supermarket. And for a superhero, like you never see, you never see American superheroes or mainstream American superheroes go through dilemmas like that. You know, I mean, Bruce Wayne's rich, and I guess Clark Kent. I don't know. He's not really rich, but, you know, he's Superman. But the thing is, like, you never see superheroes do normal things, right? And uh, I always talk about how, like, that's one of the things I love most about some comics. Like, I always bring up comic uh, Heroes in Crisis because, like, that's legit. That's something that humanizes them. It's like they're not just superheroes, right? They eat. They breathe. Uh, to some extent, most of them can die. And so it's like, ooh, I love I love seeing Saitama freak out over normal everyday things. Um, but going back to Overlord, I like Overlord because it's not so much exceptional disappointment, but it is in a, it is to a certain extent. Like if, if you watch it, it has three seasons. Um, I think they're all on Hulu and probably also on Crunchyroll. I haven't been on Crunchyroll in a long time, but, um, if you go, if you watch from the beginning of season one to the end of season three, like you realize that, um, Lord Ainz has changed a lot since the beginning. In the beginning, you know, he was still feeling around. He didn't really understand what was going on. And he had been coming from a situation where playing in a massively multiplayer online game, there were millions of other people to interact with and millions of other people who did special events and had rare items like he did. Um, and, you know, like our reality, video games have constraints, right? There's only so much you can do. There's only so far you can get towards the edge of the map before there's nothing and the invisible walls stop you and so now he's going from that very finite um, limited situation to going to what I guess you essentially conceptually would say is an open world like completely open and he's the only player there so he is the only person who I guess you would say has accumulated level after level because there are no other I guess you would say users which are the people who play in the game versus the NPCs and so for him in, you know, the beginning of the seasons, he's still feeling around. He's testing out his power and he's trying to figure out how he's supposed to rule. So, uh, you know, this in, in reality, he's a human being. Right. And we have, you know, yin yang, this morally this moral gauge that exists within most of us. And so in the game, though, that is tilted because for him, He's now, uh, he plays as an, an Aden character. He's a lich, an elder lich, or he looks like a skeleton, right? But uh, a skeleton that has magical powers. And so for him, he's now not governed by what you would call a heart, right? Because he plays as an undead character, which is dead and has no heart. So 
he is really characterized by that. And it happens several times in the series where he's like, he actually reprogrammed one of the NPCs to like secretly be in love with him. And, you know, she says stuff like that, like very like, very suggestive things to him sometimes. And he's like, oh God. And every once in a while you see this green haze come over him and then he responds. And that's because as an undead, like he, he can't, have that response he he doesn't have a sex drive or anything like that so the game or i guess this new reality that's been created with him at the head calms him down whereas his mind is still human and so he's like oh my gosh she's like in love with me and so by the end of the overlord series it's not even the end right it's not finished but it just takes a really long time in between seasons because the people who created it are kind of you know it's kind of poor it costs a lot of money to make visual medium guys um so for him at the end he he knows his power is absolute he has he hasn't met everyone from everywhere like the rulers of all the different countries but so far he's he hasn't run into anyone who can compete with his level of magic because he's like a max level player and so for him he's very secure in what he can and can't do which i mean there's not a whole lot that he can't do there are still some you know um, there are still some instances where like he could lose he hasn't yet though so he's full of I guess hubris and you know the world has reaffirmed you know all the he has pretty good empirical data that he is he's basically God right he's the overlord of this new world and by the end you're really seeing how a uh, having like reached a goal right like in a game you're a top level player like you're, you're a highest level because you know, that stands for something. It's status. It makes the game easier. There are some special things that are open to you. And so having all of, you know, basically all of creation at his disposal on top of the um, constant re reaffirmation of the reality that he's undead, it, it starts to like change his personality because being undead, he has no real like feelings. Like he doesn't care if he has to slaughter uh, you know, 80,000 troops from an army. He doesn't really care for their lives. What he cares for is maintaining um, his, well, not his guild, but what's left of his guild, right? Um, the tomb of Nazareth, right? That's all he cares about doing that. And now in order to do that, because, you know, like in real reality, in our reality, we exist in the human uh, populations are like, no, like he has too much power. We need to stop this. They kind of want to attack him. And he's like, now I have to protect myself. And so in order to protect myself, if I have to hurt you, I don't really care. And so I just find that so, oh, I love it so much. And the thing about it is that they have the same kind of funny instances in Overlord that they have in uh, One Punch Man, because a lot of times in Overlord, it's like things that would normally, <laughs> would uh how to explain it so like um there's the npc that lord eins uh reprograms before the game uh turns into reality for him and so now she's kind of like oh yes i want to have lord eins baby blah and he now he's like um his human mind is like oh my gosh like can i even do that but then the game the reality is like nope you can't you're undead you can't procreate that way and so it's just oh just hilarious if you guys want to check these out i suggest you check them out for me personally i guess i'm kind of just like i'm over i it's it they're both fantasies obviously right one's about a superhero one's about a guy who gets stuck in a video game a la sword art online but for me i like the stories because it's not 
super grandiose in its entirety, right? Like, yes, Saitama is a superhero and all it takes is one punch for him to win. But you take away a the ambition to now because you have this power to utilize it to take over the world or, you know, follow some cliche story arc or storyline is what caught me about it. That's what I love about it is that Saitama is still worried about catching vegetables on sale or meat on sale at the supermarket. And he just wants to use his power in some way. He just wants to reaffirm his power. He wants he wants someone to challenge him, right? And that's what I really love because I feel like in a lot of superhero stories, they never follow that thread where it's like, okay, you want to be a superhero. You want to save someone. You want to protect this. It's like you want to protect something and do something and you've reached that goal. What happens after you reach that goal? And I think a lot of people, it, it really translates to real life. And I always love that about any form of media um, is when it accurately reflects life. Because like I said, it's like when people think that making more money is going to make them happy or satisfy them, they're out of their minds. Because the thing about it is that one thing that humanity is not good at is is um, learning to be content. And being content is not complacency, right? Being content means is that, you know, I have enough money to feed myself. I have enough money to save. I have enough for a rainy day. I have enough money to go on vacation three times a year. Um, you know, I have food to eat, a house over my head. You know, no one in my immediate family is... Um, being troubled because of something I could fix. You know what I mean? Like no one knows what it is to be content with what you have um, because everything in our lives and in our society is telling us that you should have more, you should do more. And I think that's a very big problem. And I think that it's cool when you see it in um, situations like Overlord or uh, One Punch Man because that's so realistic because in Overlord, he has all this power and at first it troubles him. He's like, what am I supposed to do? I have no idea. Um, all I know is that, you know, the, the tomb of Nazareth is really important to me and I want to protect it. And so now he's like, OK, I have to protect it. And, you know, this burden falls on me. So like while he doesn't care about other people's lives, he still has this burden of protecting the NPCs and, you know, the, the tomb of Nazareth, which he built with a lot of his friends, like a lot of the people in the clan were his friends, like his close friends. And now none of them are there and he's all by himself. And so. I like that. I like this the the super I like superimposing fantasy with reality. And so for me, I, I don't know, they draw me in. I'm still waiting for Overlord season four. Everyone keeps talking about it and they're like, Oh, it's gonna come, it's gonna come and I'm like, Yeah, I can't wait two years for a new season. I mean I'm gonna, but I don't want to. And One Punch Man, uh season two just ended. Well, it ended last year technically, so obviously it's probably gonna be a year until another one comes out. Um, but the story plot of season two is pretty good. It was so slow. And when I say slow, I mean like Dragon Ball Z slow. It means like spend a whole hour of what's supposed to be a fight talking slow. That's how I felt last season. Um, but I guess it, it happens that way, right? Um, you want to keep interest. You you know, you want to build new interest, blah, blah, blah. But yes, exceptional dissatisfaction. I think maybe, I don't know. Is it sadism or masochism? I don't know. I like seeing real legitimate pain and not made up pain like oh no I wanted to have a red cape but my cape is purple boohoo I like the fact that in Overlord Lauren Ines or Mobigan I like Mobigan better I don't know why he had to change it but I like that you know at first it really troubled him he's like oh like I'm watching like these people get slaughtered by this you know 
this theocracy, the slain theocracy. I'm watching them get slaughtered. It's like, I don't really care if they die. He's like, but if I save them, they'll be loyal to me. And at first that troubles him. And he's like, damn, like, I really don't feel anything. Like, I want to, he wants to, right? Because he's a human being and he knows that he should feel some type of way, but he doesn't because he's undead. And I, I love that. It draws me. It, it pulls me in. Guys, does that make me a bad person? Oh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, if you'd like to check them out, uh, the enemies I was talking about today are Overlord and One Punch Man. And they're widely available. I'm sure you have a streaming service that has it on deck. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to tell me about some enemies that really kind of struck you and like... I talked about those and the enemies today because they're for me. I think they're a little bit off um, the the you know the normal track. They're kind of I don't know. I don't want to say they're indie, right? Because that's like a thing. But they're for me personally. They're just not all sunshines and gumdrops and stuff like that. I mean, like I think the closest thing, like I think one of the closest animes that I would like put up there with these two animes is like Tenchi Muyo. Right. And there are several different versions, but like thing about Tenchi was that he was a person, he was a high school kid and he just wanted to live his life. Right. He just wanted to, you know, go to school and be happy and meet girls. And here's this whole life that he didn't know about. He was born to, but was, it was hidden from him. And so now he's trying to like get it together, you know, and it's, it is a harem anime, which I don't usually like, but Tenchi's kind of like, yeah, I like, Yes, I understand you're attracted to me because I'm this prince and, you know, in our culture, like, you know, we should get married. He's like, but like, I'm not interested in that. He's like, I mean, I care about you, but like, I'm just trying to live my life here. And I love that. The struggle, it's not just falling into it. It's not just becoming the hero because that's the story plot or you have a call to action. And I also wouldn't call any of these people anti-heroes either, right? Like, they're just people in this position of extreme power and seeing what they do with it. Oh, love it. Anyway. Um, if you guys want to tell me about some of your favorite anime or the ones that impacted you the most or you think had the best story, you can always send me an email at xbhunterlee at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram. And don't forget that uh, we have a contest running right now. So if you want to um, participate, you can check out the Instagram or the Facebook uh, about that. And I would love for you guys to uh, to participate we also have a discord server so if you want to talk with each other you know co-op and talk about it that's cool too uh you can search it at xp hunters guild that's the name of our server so check it out anytime you would like if you would like but anyway in the meantime in between time guys gain xp level up and be more because here at xp hunter we are all about doing it for the xp see you later bye